Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at H&M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Because now I'm going into, you know, fortune telling. And now all of a sudden, you know, because of this, we're going to get a divorce. And he never loved the kids to begin with. And he's always going to be like this for the rest of the time we're married. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that definitely happened to me earlier today. I'm not proud of it, but it did happen. girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, so this episode is going to be way different than any other episode I've ever recorded. Here's why. Right now, Willie and I are on our way to Yosemite. We are on our way over here because we are about to celebrate our 22nd anniversary. However, right before getting on the road, he and I got into a pretty big argument. And it made me think about one of the questions I'm often asked. How do I deal with an emotionally unavailable husband? And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that my husband is emotionally unavailable. However, in that moment, in the heat of the argument, I really believed that he was completely dismissive of all emotions altogether. I felt completely invalidated. I felt completely unheard, unsupported. In addition to that, I felt alone. And because I felt all of those things, it made me question, wait a minute, is he emotionally unavailable? And so as we were driving, I decided I would ask him that question. You know, are men emotionally unavailable? And his response was, it just really made me think. And so I wanted to share this with you. So let me go ahead and give you the whole rundown. So... We're leaving to, or we're getting ready to leave to Yosemite, right? And today just also, just so happens to be Aubrey's last game. Her game is in San Bernardino. In addition to that, Scout has dog training, which conflicts with Aubrey's game. We had already decided that I would leave from work, from my office, and I would drive to San Bernardino and watch Aubrey play. Willie would stay home and take Scout to his dog training. So that was already established. I get on the phone, I'm having a conversation with him and I'm completely overwhelmed because of all of the things I still need to get done. I have a whole bunch of things that need to get done and so many deadlines. One of these deadlines was recording this episode. But I had so many things backed up. The minute I started talking to Willie and just kind of sharing some of my frustrations, He had said, oh yeah, I'm still working and I'm getting things done. 
I don't know what it was about him telling me that he was still working. He's usually off at 4. Like, at 4 p.m., he's done. And I look at the time, and it's 4.30. And that's about the same time that Google Maps had, had given me an estimated arrival time. And that arrival time was 6. Aubrey's game is at 5. And I'm not going to lie. I was so frustrated because I felt like he wasn't using the time wisely. It's 4.30. You should be off work. Why are you continuously working? Matter of fact, you could have actually, you could have actually just left the house and went straight to Aubrey's game and made it on time. That way one of us would be there to watch her game. I was just so mad. And then he raised his voice, I raised my voice, and I was just, I was just upset. What made me even more upset was when he said, well, you're just mad because you're looking at all of the traffic and you're not going to make it on time. And it was something about those words. You're not going to make it in time. Like somebody basically telling me, I'm not a good mom. You suck as a mom. You're not going to make it on time anyway. You're actually going to miss Aubrey's last game. Not to mention you missed yesterday's game. Now, he didn't say any of that, not one word. However, that's where I took it. And I took it there because it was an insecurity of mine that was completely exposed. And that story that I was building in my head exposed so many insecurities. I don't want my kids to ever think that I pick work over them. Like, never, ever. That's the last thing I would want. I would never want them to think that I... I'm too busy for them. But yet, here I am, stuck in traffic, not set to arrive until after her game is over. And so, of course, I want to blame somebody. And that person that I wanted to blame was him. And he didn't help when he then followed with, listen, I have to report to high-level executives and I have to get things done and I have deadlines. What I heard him say when he said that was, Your job doesn't matter. You can wait. You can do whatever you want when you want to because you're your own boss. My job matters and is way more important than yours. Again, the story that I built up in my head, which only pissed me off even more because, okay, so you're reporting to high-level executives. And, yes, you're trying to go ahead and get everything done before you go on vacation. But what about me? I also have so many deadlines And they're very important deadlines. So right away, I got so defensive. And I'm not going to lie. I was ready to literally drop kick them. Like, I was just so mad because it's like, well, I have deadlines too. And how are your deadlines? Way more important than my deadlines. And this is proof that your your deadlines are more important because you haven't even left to go even attempt to make it to our daughter's game. And I ended up throwing some low blows. I'm not going to lie. Totally ended up throwing low blows. And I hate to admit that, again, because I'm a therapist, again, because I, quote, should know better. But the reality is I'm also human. And I was also overwhelmed. And so Willie started yelling. And I immediately started to yell. And then he was like, I told him, don't yell at me. And he's like, I'm not yelling. I'm like, oh, you're definitely yelling. And he's like, you're yelling. I'm like, dude, I was totally calm. And then I got to a point where I was like, this is yelling. And I totally started yelling. And then 
All of a sudden, I hear the door open. He was at home, and I'm, of course, on the road. I hear the door open, and he's like, Brooklyn's here. And so I could hear Brooklyn walk into the door and say, hi, Dad, right? And I still obviously want to continue this argument because, hello, I'm ready to go. You have me all loaded, ready to go, and I have some I have some very, very, very maybe not so nice words to share with you. And so he says, well, Brooklyn's here. I'm going to go. And then right away, another story builds up. All of these thoughts build up. Of course, he's going to get off the phone. He's going to avoid an argument again. How is he so damn dismissive? How does this not impact him? How is he not frustrated about this? Doesn't he want to make this relationship work? We're about to go on our 22nd anniversary trip. And yet he's going to get off the phone and totally dismiss all of my feelings. In addition to that, he even just stated that I wasn't a good mom by saying I'm not going to get there anyway. All of these stories in my head. He thinks I'm not a good mom. He doesn't care about us. He just wants to go and brush this under the rug. We're never going to resolve this argument. And once again, when I get home, when I do, after I do leave, um, after I do leave Aubrey's game and we get home, he's going to act like nothing happened. Classic, totally classic. And so, of course, I get off the phone and it just left me thinking like, I can't believe this. I cannot believe this. We're, we're here. How the hell are we here? You know, why the hell would he be so damn mean? Why, why won't he just express himself? And then I even took it even further. Why won't he validate my feelings? Like, he's basically saying what I'm experiencing is not true. And that's what frustrated me the most. Because I am experiencing something. And it's very much true for me right now. Why couldn't he just validate me? And ladies, validation is basically when somebody states that they understand what you're experiencing. Not necessarily... Not necessarily that they agree with it, but they understand it. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted him to validate me. I wanted him to go ahead and show some form of support. I also wanted him, I also wanted him to help me resolve this argument because I felt alone in it. And I felt like he got off thinking he was right and I was wrong. And I ended up recording an episode on my way to Aubrey's game and I was totally upset like literally pissed off and I just started walking myself through it how do I deal with an emotionally unavailable husband and then I thought to myself is it really that he's emotionally unavailable or is it how I'm perceiving it am I perceiving it in a way that he's dismissive of emotions because because he's 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 not where I'm at. He's not caring or he's not expressing himself. And I literally processed through it. Like, what are the stories that I'm building up in my head? And I ended up saying that he doesn't care. I ended up saying that he thinks his job's way more important than mine. I ended up saying that he doesn't give a shit about my job. And I realized these are all distorted thoughts. These are thoughts that are not true. These are negative thoughts. And because of those negative thoughts, I'm acting impulsively. I'm allowing my emotions to get the best of me and take over. And these are literally stories. They're not true. 
and I'm, I'm coaching, I'm, I'm talking about this as I'm go, as I was going through it, because I want you to think about what are the stories you build up in your head when you and your husband are arguing. Ladies, it's time for a masterclass, and I want to personally invite you. This is a free class, and I'm offering it live on three different days to accommodate everyone's schedule. I just don't want anyone to miss out on this amazing offer. I see a lot of women get stuck in this loophole of attempting to be everything to everyone and spin all of these plates. Most of them are left feeling resentful, overwhelmed, and frustrated. They know they want something better, but they just don't know how to get it or even what it is. So I'm hosting a masterclass for women just like you. In this masterclass, you'll learn how to balance your own needs and family responsibilities without the guilt, how to shift your mindset so you're not so reactive, and how to check in and connect with your husband. If you're ready for change, then join me in my masterclass where I teach you how to increase connection and conversations with your husband. Go to www.empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash masterclass. Looking forward to seeing you there. And now... I'm going to pass it to Willie. So I'll tell all the fellas out there, it was definitely (laughs) none of that. It was, there was not even anything remotely close to that. What I found that during that conversation, when she called me, and as soon as I said, I'm working, that was her hot button and it set her off like fireworks. For her, it was because... I was working and she wasn't. She's seen it as unfair. And that's what I heard from her. And so I told her the same as I'm telling you all right now in the same tone. And I said, look, I get it. You're frustrated. You're upset. But your frustration right now with me is not about me. This is about you. This is about the fact that you just told me full full transparency and disclosed everything that you're, you have deadlines with. And you were frustrated with all that. And it was just then that I told you, I too am working and I'm trying to get stuff done before I go on vacation. So that way we can have opportunities like this in the future. And there will never be a doubt that I'm going to still get stuff done just before I head out. So when I said that, she was like, oh, hell no. You're, you're working. You should be off. Mind you, the only person in the house was me, myself and I. And my dog was looking at me saying, what the hell is going on? And I looked back at him saying, I don't know. So this was all, all her and something that she was working up in her own head. And so all I can do was just realize this isn't mine to own. This is all hers. And I need to make her realize this without rubbing her nose in it. So I did what she said and I validated her. I said, This isn't mine. This is yours. These are the things that you're feeling because of this, because you have these deadlines, because you wanted to make it on time. This is something that we talked about and fully discussed. I even clarified with you in the morning just to make sure that this is this was the plan and we're sticking to it. And we did. And so and and full disclosure about the length of time that she had to travel. It's a one and a half hour ride to get to this this game to go see our daughter's last game so it was a long trek after finishing a long day for her so that just adds more fuel to the fire alone uh, just knowing that 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 she's got to deal with that all the way there and it's probably even more than that because it's just 
crazy. Nevertheless, the emotion just kept on rising and her voice started to get louder. And so I just said, stop yelling. She got upset that I told her to stop yelling, which made her just yell even more. And then eventually she said, this is what a yell is. And then me telling her to stop cursing made her yell even more as well. So it's not that we're emotionally checking out. And like I told her before I even thought about starting this episode, it's not that as men we're emotionally checking out. It's it's a feeling of frustration. It's like when you're getting backed into a corner. That's that fight or freeze uh, type of mentality. We're getting backed into the corner. So we could either cower or we're going to fight back. And not saying to fight back, but that was my response was, I'm not going to continue to be your punching bag. I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to stand my ground, but I'm also going to do it. I'm not going to do it in a disrespectful way. Um, And I think part of the other misunderstanding too at times is we as men get frustrated. We get frustrated because we don't feel like there's ever anything that we're doing right. And so when we do what we interpret to be what you ask us to do, and then it's not right, well, that's what was communicated to us and what we understood. And if that's not what was understood, then it's the delivery afterwards of your displeasure that upsets us because it's not it's not what's said, it's how it's said. Sometimes it's both. But oftentimes it's, it's how it's said. Instead of using words like grab, pick, give me, uh, things like that, try using words like would, will you, can you. And if you start your sentence off with things like that, it'll make things a lot easier as far as the way it's received from us and how we respond back instead of telling us like you're talking at us versus talking to us. And I think that's where a lot of misunderstandings take place within a couple because each of you are trying to force each other to see the other person's perspective. And in this case, it was Veronica wanted me to, wanting me to see her perspective and my refusal to see that. And in addition to that, one of the biggest mistakes I made and I was able to do after, after I got off the phone, well, after he got off the phone, I was able to realize that I know I, I knew I needed self, I need, I knew I needed validation, right? I needed someone to say that what I was experiencing was right. And he wasn't able to do that. I didn't feel like he was able to do that or I didn't feel like he was doing it at all. And so instead of being dependent on him, I, I wish, and I did it after, but I wish I would have done it. I wish I would have done it for myself and practice what's called self-validation. Self-validation is when you are, you are basically saying that what you're experiencing for that moment is true. What you are experiencing for that moment is true. It doesn't mean it's 100% right or healthy. It doesn't mean that those thoughts that you're experiencing are healthy. But it's just for this moment, I am overwhelmed. I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling as if nobody understands. 
I'm feeling like all of the weight is on my shoulders. I'm feeling as if all of the expectations are and rules are mine. And I'm the one who has to pick up the slack and I'm the one who has to do all of the work and I'm the one who has to show up and make things right. And by doing that, it was, it was sort of calming. Okay, Veronica, you're overwhelmed. And I know it sounds crazy. Like, okay, what, what do you expect Veronica for us to talk to ourselves? Yeah, I do. I expect you to talk to yourself. I want, I want you to talk to yourself. I want you to coach yourself through it. Right now, you're overwhelmed. Right now, there's a whole lot of pressure, a whole lot of deadlines. And some of these things aren't even humanly possible. And I'm, I, I get it. I get it. So take a break. Take a break. And it was when I was able to just talk myself through it, I realized something else. I was personalizing everything Willie was saying. And if you feel like your husband is emotionally unavailable, oftentimes you will personalize that. It's not that we're purposely doing it, but I mean, um, it's just me and him, you know, it's just me and him. So if he's not talking to me, if he's not expressing his emotions, well, it must be me. It must be because he didn't trust me. It must be because he doesn't want to communicate with me. It must be because, you know, maybe he doesn't love me as much as I thought he loved me. But it must be me. And then we try to figure out all of like the 50,000 and one ways of fixing it. And then feeling as if, feeling as if we're nothing. Feeling as if we're unworthy because damn it, we can't even connect with our husbands. And this is why I advise you not to personalize it. Whatever's going on for him, that's his. And if he is emotionally unavailable, well, maybe it's because he hasn't been taught. Or maybe it's because the stories that you're building up in your head are wrong. Either way, refraining from personalizing it and instead focus on self-reflection. I'm not going to tackle or I'm not going to carry his weight. And if he is having trouble communicating and if he goes straight to anger, then what I need to do is I need to set a boundary and I need to communicate. Listen, where you're going right now is unacceptable. And then you need to dismiss yourself and walk away and take a time out. In my case, though, I'm not going to say it was 100% my fault. I'm not going to say that. But I... It was your fault. It was your fault. <laughs> I'm not going to say it was 100% my fault. However, what I will say is I was maybe, you know, responsible for about 99.9% of it. And at the same time, because I was able to coach myself through it, because I was able to practice self-validation, because I was able to not personalize what he was saying after the call, after the call, I'm not saying during after the call, because I put all of those steps into place, I was able to call him and say, babe, I did overreact and you were right. I was frustrated the minute you said you got to work, that you were working because I have so many things that I still need to do. And I definitely don't want to work while we're away. And it was just kind of like a, it was just kind of like a, a, I don't know, it was just, it was just a trigger for me. And in addition to that, I missed Aubrey's game yesterday. And here I am, I'm gonna miss this game today. And I feel like I'm a shitty mom.
And I feel like my daughter is, is not, my daughter's going to be disappointed. Mom, it's unacceptable that you didn't attend my game. Mom, it's unacceptable that you're late. You missed the entire game. That's how late you are. That is unacceptable. Mom, you are a disappointment. Mom, you really don't love me because if you loved me, then you would be here on time. If you loved me, then you'd be in them damn stands cheering for me. But you're not. You're on the freaking freeway because work's too important for you. Those are my insecurities. And I expressed those to Willie. And right away, his reply was... My reply to her was that she's not a bad mom. And that the issue was all this frustration and anger had nothing to do with with my work or anything. It was it was the fact that she was just overburdened with all the things that were coming down on her shoulders and she was shouldering all this stuff and it was just it was it was too much for her emotionally and uh, she erupted um, and I told her I said she's a damn good mom and a good and a great wife but things happen and you know sometimes we can't we're not responsible for the for the circumstances or, or the things that happen outside of I mean we looked at it the day before and said if we left at this or she left at this time she would be there at this time and of course you know Murphy's Law steps in and says it's not going to happen and instead you're going to be there a half an hour late after that and that's what ended up happening today so she felt like she let her daughter down in the end uh, so like I, I had told her the day before or a couple of days before that when uh we were with our kids over the weekend, and I said, it doesn't matter what we do. We could do 100 billion things right, but it's that one time that we screw up as parents, and that's what's going to remain in their head. And they're going to they're gonna hold on to that, unfortunately. So we have to be cognizant of the things that we do, the things that we say, how we act, how we treat them, and if there's things that bother our kids... We have to do our very best to make sure that we don't make those same mistakes so it doesn't become a pattern and it become a habit. And then they resent us later on and said, I wish you would have been this way instead. So turn it back over to her. <laughs> and so being able to give ourselves grace, being able to recognize we're not going to do everything right. And I did make it to her game and there was about 15 minutes left in the game. And Aubrey's new to the game. And so I didn't miss much because she didn't play at all. I mean, that's fine, you know, but I just still wanted to be there to support, especially since one of her teammates had, you know, asked me to cheer for them because I was one of the loudest ones and I really, really motivated them and, and hyped them up. And they're like, can you cheer for us like you did during the tournaments? Because that really, that really helped us out and, you know, helped us stay focused. And it was like, yeah, I'll do that. And I didn't obviously want to let them down. I didn't want to let my daughter down. And in the end, it all worked out. So ladies, this the message for you is, if you feel like your husband is emotionally unavailable, is it because of the stories that you built up in your head? 
Or is it the other thing? Is it the other end where, no, he really is emotionally unavailable. He doesn't talk to me. He doesn't even have these types of conversations. He's never open to having, you know, a, a, a quick discussion. And he doesn't express any emotions at all. Cuddling, you know, um, anything physically, anything emotionally, like he's completely withdrawn. Okay, well, that, well, I'll go ahead and record another episode for But if you feel like he's just not emotionally there, I really want you to question it. Is he trying to come up with an answer to go ahead and solve the issue? Or are you building up the stories in your head and making him out to be the enemy? It could be a mixture of both. But that's definitely what I want to leave you with. I want you to understand that it starts with you. It is so important that you focus on what's going on for you. You identify, one, the story that you built up in your head. Two, how can I challenge that story? Because now I'm going into, you know, fortune telling. And now all of a sudden, you know, because of this, we're going to get a divorce. And he never loved the kids to begin with. And he's always going to be like this for the rest of the time we're married. So I'm going to tell you right now, that definitely happened to me earlier today. I'm not proud of it, but it did happen. I want you to see how far you go. So pay attention to those stories. In addition to that, practice self-validation. Practice it. It's so important that you're able to, again, identify what you're experiencing and hold that to be true for you. Any final words from you, honey? None at all. I wish you all well. And um, it's marriage is a constant a work in progress. And some days are going to be good. Others are not, not so much. But it's getting through those things, uh, embracing your fears and, you know, getting past your, the, the challenges that you have and working through them. That's going to make you a better couple at the end of the day once you get through those things and, and you just realize that was dumb of us back there. You know, we were able to, to overcome that. And we're better for it. So just learn from from, uh, from the past and make it a better future. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. 
We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. 
I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.